There's not many places in the world that leave me truly lost for words. After all, I like language. There's normally at least one word in some language that comes to mind to describe stuff for me. But as for Tikal, one of the largest ancient Mayan archaeological sites, wow is about the extent of my reaction. We visited Tikal in November 2017, after a few weeks already exploring Mayan languages and historical sites. But nothing could quite prepare us for this one. I was overwhelmed by the vistas, the scale, the height and grandeur of the site. And Ashley, well, he was just excited to see the set of Rebel Base Yavin 4 from Star Wars. Seeing as there's a new Star Wars film out the day this is released, and given Tikal's use as a scene from the films, today... We're taking a look at the languages created for Star Wars. Welcome to Language Stories, a podcast discovering languages around the world and meeting the people who speak them. I'm Lindsay Williams from Lindsay Does Languages, a language-obsessed chica on the constant exploration of language, no matter where I am in the world. And this episode, welcome to Tikal, Guatemala. Or should that be Yavin 4? space? Languages constructed for TV, film, literature and other fictional worlds tend to fall into two camps. Those with linguists behind them and a full or at least partially developed grammar and structure think the languages from Game of Thrones, Star Trek and Lord of the Rings. Heck, even Parseltongue, you know, the snake language in Harry Potter, was developed by a professor of phonetics. And then there's the languages that aren't too fussed about being taken too seriously and don't necessarily have a linguist or team of linguists behind their creation. This could be seen as a smaller group. Furbish, what the toy Furbies speak, Simlish, what the characters in the game The Sims speak, and the big one that doesn't seem like it would be in the same group as those two, the languages of the Star Wars universe. For the original Star Wars trilogy and prequel series, the job of language creation for the film was left to Ben Burt, the sound designer for the film. So, someone with a keen ear for sound, but not a linguist. And as for The Force Awakens, Sarah Forsberg, the Finnish YouTuber behind the What Languages Sound Like to Foreigners viral video, was given the task of language creation. Again, not a linguist, but someone with an ear for language. Between them, they've drawn inspiration from languages as diverse as Quechua from South America, Gujarati and Hindi from India, Haya from Tanzania, and Indonesian from Indonesia. Basically, a range of languages that would be mostly unrecognisable to an English-speaking audience. On the surface, that sounds almost, dare I say it, racist? Using the sounds of foreign, far-off languages as inspiration for alien languages? especially compared to other well-researched and highly developed fictional languages created for film and TV, such as Dothraki or Klingon. It's worth mentioning here that plenty of people have accused Star Wars of racism, with characters like Watto being accused of anti-Semitism with his Jewish stereotypical features, and Jar Jar Binks speaking with his Caribbean patois. Interestingly here, both accusations include language, in these cases accents, as part of those stereotypes. And what about those languages used for inspiration for the different languages created for the Star Wars universe? To give just one example, linguistic anthropology student Alan Sonnefrank says he was asked to record Quechua for the character Greedo, but when he found out it would be played backwards, he refused, saying it would be a potentially exploitative move best made by one whose first language was Quechua, if at all. On a more positive note, when it comes to accents and speaking systems alone, we have Little Yoda. Feisty one you are! 
or is that will from the in-betweeners? Anyway, Yoda speaks generally with object, subject, verb, word order. To give you an example, the sentence I love you would in Yoda speak become you I love. The reason this sounds so different is that in English we normally use subject, verb, object. I, subject, love, verb, you, object. In English, Yoda's word order adds to his mystique and wisdom, as we can sometimes use object, subject, verb, word order for emphasis, but it's not common enough to sound totally normal. But it got me thinking, what happens when the films are dubbed into other languages, and in particular, into languages that do use object, subject, verb? Well, It turns out we may never really know, as not many languages do use object, subject, verb. There are some that do, spoken in the Amazon basin, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and say there's probably not a dubbed version of Star Wars in Jamma Madi or Apurinha. There are some languages, sometimes including English, that can use object, subject, verb for various, often emphatic purposes, and there's an informative Reddit thread with updates on how Yoda is translated in various languages that I'll link to in the show notes. But here's a few gems on how Yoda speaks in other languages. In Turkish, a subject-object-verb language, he speaks in object-subject-verb, which reflects the language use of classic Ottoman poetry, perhaps showing Yoda's age. In Japanese, he speaks more or less with correct word order, but instead uses quite old vocabulary. In Estonian, a language with free word order, he uses object-subject-verb, which doesn't sound too weird, but he puts the stress in weird places instead. There's even Yoda translators online too. Put the link in the show notes also I will. Hmm... And as for the other languages created for the franchise, from Galactic Basic to Ewokis, Hutties to Jawaese, Droid Speak to Wookie Speak, there's too many to go into detail here. Phew! All I know is that I want to be C-3PO, fluent in six million different forms of communication. But then again, what languages would that leave to learn? Maybe it is best to have some languages we can't understand after all. Coming up next time on Language Stories, a language and culture that you may have presumed disappeared a long time ago. We're talking Yucatec Maya in Merida, Mexico. You've been listening to Language Stories, a podcast by Lindsay Does Languages. If you like what we do and you like video, then head on over to our YouTube channel where you can watch the sister video to this podcast episode. Just search Lindsay Does Languages on YouTube and on our channel, you'll see the playlist for Language Stories. Once you've done that, the best things you can do to help us spread the word about language stories are to tell a friend you know will love this too and leave a review on your favourite podcast directory. That's a fancy way of saying where you're listening to this right now. Reviews help us to get found by new listeners, which is pretty important when you're a tiny new fish in a big podcast pond. And finally, if you have a language story that you'd love to share or you know someone that does, get in touch. You can email me at lindsay, that's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, at doeslanguages.com. That's lindsay at doeslanguages.com. I love to hear from you. Your feedback helps to shape future episodes. And that's important because without shape, they're just lumps. And as always, you can follow me in all the usual places, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that jazz, and learn more at lindsaydoeslanguages.com. Until next time, keep learning languages and keep sharing stories. Yeehaw! Apparently, that's goodbye in Ewokese. Yeehaw!